looking forward to this celebration of Christmas with you. And to see your faces, I can't tell you what a difference that is in just staring at a camera. It's just wonderful to see you all. So Merry Christmas on behalf of Monsignor and others. Merry Christmas. It's great, great to see you. And to be walking with you and accompanied with you in so many ways. All these people have also been praying for me. Thank you for those prayers. I, of course, want to tell you today on this Christmas Eve, three stories. Three stories. And all of them deal with the child Jesus, the Santo Nino, the holy child. The holy child in our lives. Kids and those who inspire us and lift us up. So the stories are all about this Santo Nino that is right here, this holy little one, the baby Jesus, that renews our life, especially during challenges and difficulties. When I was 19, first story, I was a nanny uh, for my college to pay for room and board in Montreal at McGill University. I lived with a family called the Alains. They had two little girls that I was responsible for, Naomi, who was six, and Beatrice, who was two. And I took care of these kids for the entire year. And most likely, that experience guaranteed my life as a priest. <laughs> they were just fantastic living with the, the two little girls, Naomi and Beatrice. But what would happen is, Beatrice would come up to me, and she'd bring a little book for me to read to her, and we'd sit in this big lounge chair. And she usually would last with two or three pages of the book, and then get bored, and then just close the book and walk away. She's two years old, Beatrice. Naomi at six was totally different. When I put her to bed, she'd always ask me, after I tuck her on in, I'm going to give her a kiss and things like this before tucking on her in. I'm 19 years old. She's six. She said, Dave, just tell me a story. Just tell me a story. So each night I'd tell her some story, something I'd make up. But it was around Christmas time, and she had been going to school, six years old, just starting school in Montreal. Naomi, as I'm just tucking her in, getting ready to finish up, she says, this is the first time. Her, her father is uh, atheist, her mother is Episcopalian, and there was really no talk that much about church or anything about faith. And Naomi turns to me and says, Dave, tell me the story of Jesus, six years old. I had never prompted this at all. And I could still see her little brown eyes looking at me. So much beauty and so much goodness. A Santo Nino, holy child, right in front of me, listening to the story of me to tell her about God. So I asked her, Naomi, what do you know? And they say that Jesus is God. Can you tell me more? Six years old. So I told her about Christmas and the manger and the birth of Jesus and that what she wants, whenever she wants to, when she's afraid or nervous or scared or she gets in fight with her little sister, just close your eyes and this Jesus is right there with you and he'll never let you go. Her eyes are really big, so beautiful. Our kids our joy in our lives. We have to share our faith with them. The gift of stories and events because they are our holy children too. And when we share our faith with them, they come alive and we come alive. And those kids that are right in front of us that we're responsible for and the kids on the other side of the world in Dandora, those are our kids. 
They are the face of the Santo Nino, the baby Jesus in our lives. They call us to tell the story of why we live and what our purpose of our life is. And they lift us so much up, especially when things are rough. And we need to give to them that gift of, through our love for our kids, to know that God is right within them. All they do is close their eyes and know this Christ, even the baby Jesus, is right there with them. Through ups and downs and confusions, as they grow up, this Christ walks with them and grows too. So like Naomi, who inspired me to even share the gospel at the age of six, I was 19. She was calling me to carry the message out of love because I love the kids. The same for us. Let's be grateful for the gift of our holy kids across the world. Let's treasure them. And as we look into their face, that we remember the first way that God enters into our world is as a little one, fragile, vulnerable, holy, and help us to be more filled with this Christ who lives within us. Second story. You know I'm Canadian, so I'm going to always push things Canada. Go Canada, okay? And I'm very grateful for being an American, a naturalized citizen, so go USA. But I want to talk about another country that is absolutely fantastic. And this country has a great devotion to the Santo Nino, the baby Jesus. And that is the great land of the Philippines. Great land of the Philippines. Next year in, 50, uh, in 2021, it will be 500 years of celebration of the Christian faith in the Philippines. 500 years. Double the length of our own country here in the U.S. Of celebrating Christianity. And the faith of the Filipino community, men and women, is very, very connected with the baby Jesus. When Magellan, Ferdinand Magellan, came to the Philippines, to the island of Cebu, in 1521, he came to, and I have to look at this piece of paper because I'm going to say their names wrong. <laughs> they came to King Raja Hamabon and Queen Amihan. They were the king and queen of the people there of Cebu Island, of that area. And Magellan so impressed them that the, the king and queen became Christians and the 800 people that were part of their tribal area, the first community. And Magellan presented to the king and queen what looked like a little doll, the Santo Nino, as a gift. And the king and queen had a great devotion there to the beginning at that time in 1521 to this little baby Jesus. A few years later, Magellan would be killed in a conflict with another tribe. Many of the people lost the faith for the next 40 years. When the Spanish came back into the area of the Philippines again 40 years later, in this one town area that used to be the old area of Cebu, in a burned-out area, in a hut, was this box. And in the box was a Santo Nino image that Magellan had given the king and queen. That same image, same figure, is celebrated every year in Cebu in the celebration of Santo Nino in January. Millions of people celebrate the little baby Jesus in their lives. 
It's a very powerful image, not simply 500 years old, that if we make rooms in our heart and in our home, in our country, for the little baby Jesus to live, this same Lord lives and transforms us and calls us to be more. We need it in our land. We need it in our homes and hearts. I'd like to invite our Filipino brothers and sisters to pray for us. That great devotion of the Santo Nino, the baby Jesus lives in us so that Christ grows in us. And as we celebrate this Christmas, that this Lord is seen in our lives and our actions. And that we guard a treasured place, not just of this little figure, but living Christ in an amazing way. The last story I want to tell you is one of my favorites. And it's probably the first time I really experienced the nativity. So I'm going to move over to the manger, to the creche. Many of you know that I, I uh, work and try to help people with learning the Ignatian spirituality, especially the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And he uses a form of prayer called imaginative contemplation, where you try to picture yourself in a story. And so if there's any kids that are listening, I especially invite the kids to listen to this particular story that happened to me when I was praying. The first time I did the spiritual exercises, a 30-day retreat, when I was 22. And in the story, what happens is you read the passage, the same passage that we had today in the gospel. Today, of where the baby Jesus is, is born in the manger, and the shepherds hear the story. And according to Ignatius, you try to enter into the story, the passage, and you become one of the characters. Using your imagination, and the Holy Spirit helps you to meet and talk with God. Well, when I entered this passage at 22, the character I became, after I was quiet and prayerful, was a shepherd guy. I pictured myself about 15 or 16 in the scene, taking care of my sheep. And lo and behold, the angels appeared and said this amazing things that happened in the town of Bethlehem. And somehow my sheep stayed asleep, and my two friends, my partners, all of us young teens, wanted to go find this special baby king, this Santo Nino. So we left our sheep, and they seemed to be safe. We went into the town in Bethlehem, and we spent all night looking and looking and looking. Until surprisingly, we asked somebody if they had heard about this family that was living in an angel area because we had seen something great. And they directed us to this little manger. And I could see Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And it happened to be at that very moment that when we came in, I had made this special blanket out of the sheep and wool that, from the sheep that I had taken care of. It was my best, absolute best. And I said, I'm going to give this to the baby king. My very best blanket made from the best sheep that I've got. As I got closer, there happened to be these three other guys, super dressed up, fancy stuff. And they had gold and frankincense and myrrh. I said, wow. These are pretty fancy people. What would the baby king want with my, with my blanket? So I stepped away. And I dropped the blanket on the ground. 
And he said, this is no place for a shepherd. All these fancy people and kings for the baby king. This is not in scripture, but what happened in the prayer meditation was very powerful and shapes my life. Because as I walked away in the, in the, the contemplation, the Virgin Mary was watching me. She saw me drop my blanket. She got up and walked over and picked up my blanket and wrapped it around the baby Jesus. And then she went looking for me. And she handed me the baby Jesus, the Santo Nino, this little old shepherd. I was a little scared to hold the baby king, so I sat on the ground. And with him wrapped in my blanket, not gold, frankincense, and myrrh, my blanket made with my sheep, I held the baby Jesus. And I was blessed. My friends, the Santo Nino, Jesus Christ, wants to come into our lives. With all our noise and difficulties and our diseases, our, our sicknesses, our pandemic, our cancer. Sometimes we don't have an answer for what tomorrow is going to be. But there's an amazing thing that happens when we just hang on to the little child, Jesus. He quiets us down. Helps us to remember what is most important. That God is with us, Emmanuel. God is with us. And this, even this little child that seems to not even be able to talk with us brings us to peace. Gosh, we need that peace. In our hearts, in our families, in our land, in our world. So my friends, I invite you. Wherever you are in the scene, whether you're a shepherd, whether you're one of the kings, whether you're a camel or a donkey, wherever you are, Ask the Lord, may I hold you, Santo Nino, holy child, in my heart. Be in my family. Grow in me. For Lord, we need you more than anything else, Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen.